You're listening to Barely on Topic with VA. When I think of a slap shot, I think of defenseman. It's like the only shot. I, this is what I got. Let's do it. Nick. Here comes the bagel boy himself. Anthony. Joe Sackman Sacco. Jeff. Then I moved to Canada. And Tim. Probably not. It's a barely on topic. Episode 28 of season two. I looked that up because I couldn't remember. And it's been a few weeks since we've been here. I missed it you has. guys. Did you guys? I missed you all. Week? I missed you very much. I missed Aww. everyone. I got by, but I missed you. <laughs> okay. The most heartfelt one came from Jeff, who's like, like. Don't finish that sentence. Just, just don't. Better off this way. <laughs> but I need to offend you, Jeff. <laughs> it is how it is meant to be. Yeah. So uh, I, I meant to take a week off, and then you guys decided that we we're going to take two more weeks off. So, all right. Sure, I had three weeks of not editing a podcast. I could have edited the other one, but I didn't. <laughs> I'm just stalled out on it, but that's not for here and now. I'll, I'll figure that all out, and nobody really cares because 49 people have listened to it. And I'm not unconvinced that we are just listened to by bots. People don't Do like they, to talk to us. Are they sex bots? If only. Yeah. From hell. <laughs> I'm so excited to go to a sex shop with Nick. <laughs> In Provincetown. Anyway, um, uh, yeah, so it turned into an extensive wait, and that's fine. I have some notes on the last podcast. Uh oh. Shit. I behaved myself. I tried to corral you motherfuckers. <laughs> I was not off drinking Bahama Mamas because anybody who knows me knows that I, I don't really like sickly sweet drinks. I wasn't drinking Bahama Mamas. I'm offended that somebody compared me to someone who would hang out with Bob Kelso. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> who have I, I, this is a quiz question for you guys. Who have I compared myself to on Scrubs? Who? Come You're, on now. Dr. Cox? Well, yeah, I got a little bit of that in me, yeah. too. Um, but I would <laughs> say his... Uh... Freezing alone. <laughs> oh, believe me. Hey, you know what? <laughs> He's not a bad-looking man. Just saying. No. <laughs> Especially when he was doing Scrubs. Ooh, oh, my God. Crazy. And he yeah. had that stuff going on. And he was built. Oh, my God. Yes. And, you know, he's best friends with Chris Chelios. So. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. He used to wear the Chelios uh, Red Wings jersey all oh, the time. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, anyway. No. I have sister? compared myself. Huh? What? To his sister. To Dr. Not his sister. His wife. I forget. Jordan? Ne- never mind. I was thinking you oh compared himself. No, to- I've never compared myself to Jordan, but I've always aspired to be her. She's also. A good-looking person. Yeah, she is. Yeah, I'm not there. I've compared myself to JD and Elliot and some weird mixture of the two of them. And Carla! Oh my god! How do you not Carla. see that? She's I also good-looking. I love bossing everybody around. It's so great. I love I telling mean, everybody what they need to do. Seeing Kelso carpool that one episode. Don't you even. 
Okay, so no Bahama Mamas. God, I would never drink that shit. Cosmos, man. And But the worst part, and I'm sorry that Anthony's not here for this, but he was almost accurate, except he fell so far away from it. And he said something about just pouring all the vodka in a KFC bucket. <laughs> <laughs> Let me share what I... When when he said that, this is what I heard. I forgot he said that. A KFC bucket that people have just eaten chicken from, and there's always those little crumbs and the grease. Oh, the grease, it's all there. So pour vodka indiscriminately into this and just give it to me. I I almost vomited when I heard that. And I was in the car. I'm, I'm shocked you did shocked you just didn't like drop everything right then, drive to New Hampshire and kill him. <laughs> I was going. I was on my way into Providence, and that's the only thing that stopped me. And also, I don't know where he works. Anthony, why don't you tell me where you work so the next time we can have a nice little talk about this? Anyway, <laughs> Anthony, don't do it. It's a trap. <laughs> it's a tarp. It's a tarp. <laughs> <laughs> so, but when he said that, it was like, oh my god! I just, oh, it's so gross. Because one, as much as I like vodka, that's just too much. <laughs> and I just never do that. And two, this is something you didn't know, but I'm going to share it with you now. As much as I love fried chicken, and I have never stopped talking about the Nashville hot chicken. It is Good just stuff. amazing. Just Hattie B's, yes. Mm. And I want to try Prince's next time when I'm in Nashville. Anyway, as much as I love fried chicken, and I do, I can't do KFC because it always makes me sick. Always. Every time. So it's like, so I'm like, oh. You guys, it hurts so bad. Like, I trusted you guys, and then you, you did that to me. <laughs> I actually now feel bad about the bucket. I totally forgot about the bucket. Yeah. I kind of kicked it, and it just went over and done with. I did not forget about it. I've been thinking about Clearly. it for three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff tried to defend me, but then he just couldn't hold back the wave of I, whatever I, that yeah, was. Yeah, I can only do so much, and it wasn't much. <laughs> You're like, oh god! Signs the Bruins defense. <laughs> no. Um. <laughs> okay, so now that I've done that, but I think the worst part actually was when you guys decided to shit on me when I wasn't there <laughs> <laughs> about the whole playoff thing. I gave you guys opportunities to my face. <sighs> well, to be fair, at least none of us predicted that. Ryan Spooner would lead the team in points. The <laughs> <laughs> so way to go VA on, you know, not seriously, not picking that. So now that, you know, Anthony isn't here. <laughs> no, no, we're not going to do that. He oh, really okay, that we gave him a lot of shit for that in person already. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we don't need to do that. That's not, that's not nice. I, look, give me shit to my face. That's all I'm saying. That sounds really you want, terrible. You want me to give you shit to your face? <laughs> <laughs> Not literally. Okay. <laughs> oh, God, how does this always go off the rails so quickly? Straight you down. Know, <laughs> been, you know, like recording episodes with us for like some 60 episodes or so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or because I don't even know how the number system ended up working in the playoffs there. <laughs> oh, my God. I got to tell you, I don't It was know. like. Next season, I'm going to do a totally different numbering system. 
<laughs> or you just you, you make the new episode numbers just 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 independent discrete digits. Um, <laughs> Actually, I'm like, thinking, I'm thinking uh, that the first episode of season three will just be three oh one. It's really confusing. <laughs> you, no, what you should really do is inter um just every other episode be a number and then a letter. So episode one is one, and then episode two is B, and then go to three. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like sloppy footnoting. <laughs> I would lose friends and alienate people. Um. <laughs> no, clearly, when I thought of how to do it this year, I was there was something wrong with me. I would say it was fucking high, but I don't do that. Although I'm considering it, but anyway, it's legal in Mass. Whatever. Um, and then, my uh, my cousin is uh, grows it and has a large distribution. Wow! In that's... in uh, Brockton. Oh, so that's another thing that we can do when you come up. <laughs> I didn't, totally wasn't not going to totally do that or something. <laughs> or <laughs> so we do have hockey things to talk about. Oh, nice! But I I really wanted to needle you guys about that stuff because I had three weeks to think about it. <laughs> I actually wanted to make a game show out of it, but I, I didn't actually end up doing that because I decided to cook dinner tonight instead of doing that. So yeah, um, what you gotta do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My husband, when given the choice of eating dinner or letting um, you terrorize us, picks his own food, huh? <laughs> oh wait a minute. Um wait a minute. Do you want to know how he feels about terrorizing you? Oh my god. This is, this is going to be... Oh, my God. Listeners, put on your helmets. Hey, Glenn! How do you feel about my terrorizing everybody on this podcast? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good, right? <laughs> That's my husband. He's awesome. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so, yeah, I had to do that thing. Since uh, the last time that we spoke, things have happened, you know, in the hockey world. Whew. Um, anyway, the Senators somehow or another beat the Rangers. And they're well, now in a series against the Penguins, who defeated the, the Capitals, as per usual. Yeah. <laughs> Sens, I'd like to point out how angry you are that make, you're making me want the Pens to win. Fuck you, Senators. <laughs> okay, this is a plea. Call, I'm voting Comet. Boom. Meteor series? Yeah, meteor, I'm okay yeah. with that. Yeah, it's pretty much a meteor series for me, except this is this is the one thing I want to say. I just, at one point, and I, I have held myself back from tweeting this, but I keep wanting to tweet it every day. And maybe tomorrow will be the proper time to actually tweet it. If the Sens win this series and go on to the finals... Or the final. Sorry, it's not the finals. It's final. And if they happen to win the final, I would give up hockey. Because why? Why at this point? How how can the hockey gods make this happen? They're bad people. They're bad people if they do. It's just awful. It's not fair. God forbid if it's both the Sens and the Ducks. Because the last time those two teams played in the the final, it was the legitimately the worst final of the uh, the cap era. Yeah. When was that? 07. Yeah. Um, and of course, it was never oh, a contest. Right, it ended in 
Yeah, Ducks won because, you know, they could roll Pronger and Niedermeyer for 45 minutes a game and uh, didn't really matter who else was on the defense, their defense. And, prong, and you know, Pronger, Pronger the guy. Pronger? Pronger a lot of guys. Yeah. <laughs> can't remember who it was that year or the, the season of the final before, but he got a, uh, a penalty shot goal. I think it might have been the year before him. Um, Edmonton, um, yeah, he's with Edmonton that year. Yeah. Yeah, that year he got suspended at one point earlier in the playoffs, and during the final, he um, uh, homicided the ever-loving fuck out of Dean McCambid and probably should have been suspended in the final. But it was the cup final, so it didn't happen. Uh, player safety. And um, homicided is totally a verb, I swear. Well, player safety didn't actually happen until, until 2011. This is well, true. It wasn't until after the, um, uh, the, the, the Savard incident was there any um, uh, cogent effort at there being player safety of any kind. Do you know where I learned that? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, no. I, I, I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit later. I did, I did read about that though. So there are some things I did learn in a book, and I'll talk about that in a little while. Yeah. Okay. So that was twenty uh, two thousand seven. It doesn't seem right to say twenty oh seven. Sean Thornton was on that team. You mean Sean Thornton wasn't the difference maker? They had two. They had two face punchers in that team because George Paros was also on that team. Oh, George Paros. He went to Princeton, you know. Yeah. He had a big mustache, you know. Still also, does. Yeah. That's former him... Portland Pirate great Sean Thornton, my dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was still stuck on George Perios because they used him in that sports science thing about, you know, what goalies actually need to do. And they put know. two sumo wrestlers next to each other and he still scored. Yeah. Yeah. It really made me appreciate the skill that even these, you know, punks, these face punchers have. I mean, it's... They're still very talented hockey players. Mm-hmm. Continue. Well, yeah, they're, they're still in the NHL, so, you know, they skate better than I do, that's for sure. I can't skate. <laughs> no, I'd be a fucking pylon, but I would still fuck you up, all five foot five of me. I'd be five eight on skates. I'd just start swinging my stick. <laughs> you know, just McSarley some motherfuckers? That's <laughs> all <laughs> so I... That, that, I mean, I played one year of hockey, one, and I led the league in penalty minutes, so there was that. You thugged him. You thug. I got called for elbowing in my last two hockey games. Last two. You so, yourself a reputation there, Nick. Well, okay, so I'm in the boards, and I feel a guy coming, and I stick out my elbow. So he ran into your elbow, is what you're yeah. saying? That's, that's not a penalty. He ran into the elbow, clearly. So you know how you have street cred? Is this like your ice cred? Yes. Mm-hmm. No one goes in the boards against Nick Baggio, except the 6'6 guy. He does all the time and wins. That's because he's 6'6". Six, six. And his last name's Bruins, and I'm not making that up. Hey, he made that name up. Well, his jersey says Bruins. Um, oh. Could he just be wearing a Bruins jersey? He, he Evidently, like, I really will confirm we're at this at the end of the podcast here, but I will look up his stats. I'm pretty sure his last name is Bruins. We'll get to that later. But I bet it's not Bruins. I bet it's Bruin. Oh, he's he's like, in North Carolina. Do you really think it's actually pronounced Frenchly? No. Actually, our team. I, wow. I Actually, know. also a word. Yeah. I sure. I, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Sure. Yes, I agree with that. Sure. Sure. Uh, uh, Frenchly. Yes. Yes. Frenchly. Frenchly. First of all, I'm impressed that you said it that way because, like, I'm terrible with French. But I'm going to learn how to say Montreal. Montreal. Not Montreal. Well, I know it's Montreal. I know that. You're still overpronouncing the T. Ah! You know what? <laughs> Fuck Mount Real, okay? Oh. <laughs> Mount Real. Mount Real. Yeah, I've actually said that a couple of times, too, when I've been 
just because I wanted to. I don't care. Whatever. Montreal! Montreal! Whatever. Fuck it. I don't need to speak French. Speak German. Okay. So, that's not really important. We are going to talk about some other things. Oh, yes. Getting back to the Stanley Cup playoffs. The really exciting stuff is happening on the Western side with the Predators. Now, I teased you with this idea, or that I was going to talk a little bit about the Predators before... So I have, uh, I've not really delved too deeply into Nashville Predators Twitter. You know how hockey Twitter has, like, factions? So everybody's got oh, a yes. team and all that stuff, right? I haven't really do- uh, divin dived, 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 that's the word, not divin dived. <laughs> I haven't dived into that too much. Um, just a little bit, just... Dove. Whatever! <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, I'm sure that it's going to be a really, really fascinating verb conjugation episode sometime in the near future. I've had a couple Straight of drinks. Straight to hell. I've had a couple of drinks. I'm going to admit it. Whatever. The main point here is that I know somebody on Twitter who is a Preds fan. She's very anxious. And she's one of those people like, aren't we just so glad we got there? Like, yeah, yeah, you should be very happy that you got to the, the conference finals. That's super. Like, you guys have never done that before. But she's very upset because a lot of Nashville fans are now doing the classic hockey fan thing of kind of being down in the dumps and shitting on their team when they have a loss that they felt they should have won, right? So basically, like, uh, it wasn't the game on Saturday. It was the, the game on Thursday that they lost. In overtime. Yes, a lot of fans were just really upset about that because they felt they should have had that. And it's like, yeah, I, I can understand that, but, right. you know, it, it happens. This is this is the nature of of, uh, of hockey games. It's like you guys fought to come back and then you ended up losing in overtime. <laughs> and there's nothing really wrong with that. It is just the fucking way she goes. Right. right. So. <laughs> but so so a lot of fans got down on that. And I was just like... You guys are now a hockey town. You're a hockey town. This is what you do when you're a hockey town. <clears throat> like before, you're like all like, yay, sky's the limit, rainbows everywhere. We're so happy about everything, you know? But you really can't be a hockey town until your team just doesn't win that one game that you wanted them to win. And you're just like, ah, fuck it. They suck right. so bad. Now, Nick, you have some uh, maybe a little bit more perspective on the Nashville fans than I do. I, I went to a game and I almost got into a fight. Oh. <laughs> well, for, let me uh, first state I am rooting for the Predators now. and They're the most southern team. And I have a lot of friends from eastern Tennessee, which is, you know, good old boys. And I like good old boys. And they're rooting for the, the, uh, the Preds, too. But... By far the worst I've ever been treated as an away fan at any game I've ever been to was a National Predators game. I, they were extremely rude to me. And in fact, I, let me give you a little bit of the dialogue. I sit down. I am a, a young Tennessee undergrad. And I spent all, you know, every last bit I could to get into the, the arena. And I sit down. Oh, and I got my Bruins jersey on. Manny Fernandez was a net. You've come all the way from Boston to see your fucking team lose. I'm like, Wow, the game hasn't even started yet. 
You didn't even introduce yourself. You're not even drinking. You're sober. And you just say that to me. I'm like, well, first of all, I'm like, I actually came from Knoxville. I'm, I, I go to Tennessee. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I went to Vandy. I'm like, well, fuck you too, pal. Yes. And I was talking to a buddy of mine. I didn't say this earlier, but he is a St. Louis Blues fan. And he was in Nashville on a business trip. And he's like, oh, sweet. The Blues are in town. He got to see the Blues play. And he said he was treated similarly. Uh, and this guy's even been to Philly to see the Blues play and said the Philly fans were nicer. Mm, now the whoa. city of Nashville. Yes. <laughs> wow. And I've never, I've never been to Philly, so I, I can't confirm nor deny that. But yeah, Nashville fans are uh, at least I should say Nashville fr- fans from Nashville are something special. I will say that I went when they were playing the Lightning. Oh, so, that's a heated rivalry. And I was wearing my Yossi shirt. Mm-hmm. I was there to root for the Preds, and I don't think that I would actually go there to watch a Bruins game because it's like when I, when when the Preds come to the Bruins, I wear my Bruins gear, obviously, yeah, because that's my first affiliation. This is my polyamorous team, mm-hmm. so. I'd rather go see Nashville to see Nashville. Gotcha. You know what I mean? And that's what I did. And a woman almost picked a fight with me because she was very drunk. She was a good six inches shorter than me. (laughs) So you almost got in a fight with a dwarf. I I didn't want to get into a fight with her. But she just looked at me and I just looked at her like, are we going to do this? Because I really would rather watch the game. I detailed this a little while ago, so I'm not going to go into this too much. But, you know, my the, the fans in our section wanted to go back and forth and visit with their friends. And I was like, this isn't really a hockey town. And then the third quarter thing where they go, woo, woo. But I thought they were going, meow, 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 which is way cooler if you think about it. They're, yeah, the Preds. Predators, yeah, cats. Yeah, toothy cats. Meow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was uh, like a cool idea, but they were so far ahead of the uh, the Lightning who just couldn't score anything that night. So whatever. But, you know, it's like I got into town and I asked a bartender to put on a Preds game and they did it. You know, they were away. They were playing the Blues that night. So they're, they're on their way, but they're really a hockey town now. So congratulations. Yes. Nashville, you are a hockey town, um, but your fans need to do certain things. I really hate You're... that whole like shouting "you suck" thing during the game. I, I just feel like yeah, it's an organized chant, and I just hate it. To be fair, what else have they had to cheer for recently? The Titans are awful, so they don't have that to cheer for. Fun fact: I didn't know the Titans played in Nashville until I went there. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. They play basically right there in downtown. Well, yeah, it's across the river. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, it's cool. I'm surprised that that we're doing the whole hockey arena thing. Visit all the arenas. We've never done that with football. But football is kind of a harder ticket to get for the most part. So It's um, it's more expensive as well. Yeah, yeah. So, like, that's a dream deferred, but we'll be doing this other stuff, I guess. But anyway, so congratulations, Nashville. You are a hockey town. Uh, So I'm excited about the Nashville Predators. I hope they win and get to the final and i hope the senators do not i don't like the penguins but i hate the senators so there we go i still hate vanderbilt though yeah douchebags come from there let's change the subject we're not gonna keep talking about the douchebaggery of vanderbilt or nashville or ottawa because we have our own team to talk about even though they're not in the playoffs anymore but they had a good run at the end of the season so and they got into the playoffs and we're just pleased as punch about that we're gonna talk about the bruins now yay we basically thought for this episode we would actually talk about what bruins should do from this point on of course we're how far away are we from the draft and all of that stuff about a month 
about a month away from the draft, and we're about five or so weeks away from free agency. But that doesn't mean we can't speculate about what they should and shouldn't do. Mostly what, what they should do. So, let's have at it. Where do the Bruins go from here, guys? Straight to hell. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to go to Provincetown and go to some sex shops with us. Yes. I would, I would welcome it. It would be so fun. I mean, I could teach the guys a lot about what they should do to please their women. Can you tell me how to do that? No, I anyway. Will, um, I will gladly do that for you. But anyway, that's not really what the Bruins are going to do. Uh, <laughs> Fan meetup idea. No. Uh, <laughs> yes. We'll let everybody know when that's going to happen. Yeah. So, so the Bruins have certain needs. Uh, and they have some people that they probably should get and get rid of. So that's basically the idea. So we're talking about who to keep, who to get rid of, who should they try to get in free agency. And at this point, we can just go wild with who we would really want. You'll be wrong. Everybody will be wrong about this, but that's okay. Who wants to start with this? I'll, I'll be bold, and you guys can poop on me if you want. It might be a bit of a buzzkill. But let me tell you what I think the Bruins should do. All our unrestricted free agents, let them go. Stafford, he's been cool. I liked him, but I say let them all go. I agree. We don't actually have enough cap space to re-sign yeah. him. He won't be $4.5 million, but I don't think we can really afford to pay him 3 either. We only have about $10.5 available next year, and a lot of that's going to be posture knock. Yes. So, oh, yeah. and I'm looking at, at free agents, and of course, a lot of these guys are probably going to come off the board. The list is led by Shattenkirk and TJ Oshie, and then, I don't know, you want to throw in Joe Thornton on that list? But guess what? Shattenkirk will be paid a bajillion dollars by the Rangers, and Oshie is horribly overrated, still from that shootout win against Russia years ago in the Olympics, and Thornton is about 150 years old. He's still my boy. He's the bagel boy himself. Mm-hmm. So what? we signed fucking no one. That's what we do I... and promote from within. Whoa! I think I don't quite agree with that. Oh, you don't think that Joe Thornton's the bagel boy himself? He is. I have no, 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 no. I agree with that completely. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> well, no. Um, so uh, Sweeney in some, one of his ex interviews made it quite clear that doing something on the left side D was something that they were going to be looking into. Basically, we have Chara for one more season. He's cheap next year. He's only $4 million, of course. Maybe longer. He's talked about wanting to sign longer. We'll see how that goes. And we have Krug. Meanwhile, we had, you know, a, a right shot de- defenseman playing on the right on the, on the left side on the third pairing all, all, all year. That's rare because um, right shot D are so rare that they don't get a lot of practice growing up playing on their offside. Whereas left shot D pl- end up playing on the right side a lot because there's just not a lot of right shot D. Are, are you talking about Kevin Miller at this point? Yes. Okay. He um, did pretty good. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. But like Sweeney said clearly he wants another uh, left-shot defenseman. And this is probably in large part because he expects either McQuaid or one of the Millers to be not part of this team next year. I, I did tell you this before, um, and I, I'm just going to say it just for fun, but I think if the Nashville Predators fail to, to win the Stanley Cup, they should just blow it up and just give us all their left-shot defensemen. Because again, clearly that team's going nowhere. Right, so- mm-hmm. right, right. Jeff does not like this because it's like, it's funny to say it, but Jeff is being very serious now. So, so yes. So we need left shot defensemen. I know. Yes. But we also, well, we don't know. We don't need to go crazy, right? We have some pretty good left shot defensemen in the system. You know, uh, uh, Zaboral is currently playing for the Memorial Cup with, with the St. John Sea Dogs. And he and Lazon are both going to go pro this fall. They're not going to be in, in in Boston. It's not considered even likely they're going to compete for a spot. But they're coming up. So you don't want to commit to something long term. 
Um, so the question is, do you try to trade for a left shot D to be on that third pairing? Or do you sign someone? Having I done can, a little bit of preliminary legwork, the, the, the free agent defensemen are a pretty weak class. Yeah, that's um, pretty bad. Their headliner, of course, Shaq Girk's a right shot, and it's going to be expensive and not probably not worth that much. Now, as far as I can tell, the two best not three-and-a-half-million-year-old left-shot defensemen available are, are Carl Alsner and Michael Delzato. I have no ish problem with Carl Alsner, but here's the thing is he's going to cost five to six million dollars to sign, and he's already not worth five to six million dollars. In two to three years, he's going to be not even close to that. Um, we already have an assortment of... Well, Actually, to be perfectly honest, we already have a probably better Carl Alsner in the form of Kevin Miller. However, I think Michael Delzato might not be a bad target for the third pairing lefty. Eh. I just hate him so much. <laughs> I yeah. Just hate, uh, that's the only thing. I just hate him so much. I just think he's a little bit creepy. <laughs> I mean, there's that. but Do You know I, he I, like. I, I know I'm not. I, I'm trying to think about his game, but the creepiness of him just overrides that for me but uh alsner let me tell you one thing right now alsner was in this book as well oh um and there was like a whole like chapter on him uh he basically just described what he does during the day and and he's very very boring so he's probably a really good pickup for somebody i just don't know if that's going to be us because of the money he's going to command so um by the way delzato was kind of creepy he was uh harassing Porn star Lisa oh, Ann. Oh, right. That. On yeah. Twitter a few years back. Yeah, yeah. Yep. See, so, that's what I'm talking about. I couldn't remember and, her name, but. And he's good friends with Sagan, who also just strikes me as a douchebag and a half. Well, you know what's really interesting is I listened to uh, an episode of Puck Soup where they talked to a person who they. Well, she allowed them to describe her as a puck bunny, which yeah. they don't like using that term, but basically she explained her kind of groupie-ism, or being a groupie. And she talked about how a lot of hockey players are douchebags. No, yeah. I mean, they're professional. You reckon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I know that. You know what's so funny is that hockey Twitter, there are factions of the hockey Twitter that want to act like, you know, hockey players are not douchebags. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And it's like, no, they are. They just are. You know, so it's like that, but you have they're to millionaire athletes. Of course, they're douche canoes. I mean, like you, that almost goes without saying. Right, right. So you have to figure <laughs> out what level of douche canoery. Yeah, we'll go with that. Now. It's yeah. a word um, <laughs> that you're willing to 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 uh, deal with. You know what I mean? But like creepy stalking, uh, online stalking, still of of porn stars is kind of messed up. You know what I mean? But he's also the same guy who like saved some people when they got into an accident. Oh really? So, yeah. So oh, that evens out. That definitely for, evens out. When, when he played for the Preds, he he had actually saved a family that had gotten to an accident. I don't know the specifics on it, but gosh, you know, I almost feel like if that's those are our choices, we're just gonna have to deal with what we have, aren't we? I mean, the other possibility is that there are, of course, going to be teams who need to sell a defenseman or two for the purposes of expansion, whether it's the Ducks or or the Mild. How about Trevor Daly? He's, He's 33. If you're, high, if you're signing him to be your th- your third pairing guy, that might be all right. Yeah. He'd probably, he'd, he'd, you could probably get him for only two years or so. It's because he's thirty three. Anyway, I'd entertain it. I'd entertain it. Brendan Smith is a free agent. He's a right <laughs> shot. It, it's showing him as a left on this website. Maybe that's why. I'm can. No, let me check. I thought he was a right shot. I could be wrong. He could be Charles Punching Bag. <laughs> Yay! 
<laughs> if actually we sign him for that alone, it'd be worth it. <gasps> okay. Yeah, left shot. Okay, cool. I thought I honestly thought he was right. I'm, I'm happy to be wrong, though. Brendan Smith will be probably not cheap, but not ridiculous either. I suggest we sign... I'm not going to give this guy's first name because I did not get permission to use his name, but the guy's last name is Bruins, and he's 6'6", and he put up seven points in C2 this winter season. Not bad. <laughs> See, you know, <laughs> we're just going to get some random guy who's big and, and kind of plays defense. We could go, like, you know, dig up wherever the hell we buried Boris Vilabic. Anyway, I guess if we really <laughs> want to work on the left shot defense spot there. It's going to have to come through trade. I think so. Within. And we know something's going to happen because, again, Sweeney was explicit that that was an area he needs to work He wants to work on. And unless we expect O'Gara or Grizzlick, I said it right the first time for once, to make the jump next year, which we don't. I'm very impressed that you said Grizzlick on the first shot. Very good. I saw him last night. No. But... I did want to say one thing. I love how when we start getting really absurd that you're the only grown up here. <laughs> okay, so third line, third pairing lefty, a challenging one to fix. Something we need to do because how many minutes can Chara keep playing, right? <laughs> True. I'm surprised that they were able to keep Chara in one, one piece. Yes. Did he actually, was he injured at all this year? Or? I can't remember. I don't, I don't believe the end of the season? Or am I making that up? It might be. I don't remember him being out, but he might have been out a game or two. I think he was hurt for a little while. Yeah, I Once think it was like November, in like late November, maybe? Yeah, he only played 75 games this year, so obviously he was out a few. Yeah. I don't, yeah. They were all, I don't think they were all in one shot. They were, they were, they were I think, yeah. maybe... A couple know, here, a couple and, there. Yeah. Yeah. Carlo played 82, but then in the 82nd game, he got demolished. Yeah. Oh, I remember watching that. Horrible. I was there. Oh, was of course. So heartbroken. Your boy. Uh, my boy. He got hurt. In fact, Carlo was our only defenseman to play 82 games because, of course, Krug fell one short. Wah, wah, wah. Well, yeah, he got injured in the game It was the game before, before yeah. Right. So it was like everybody decided to systematically take out our defense game by game. And, it, and, the, and the thing that sucks about that, for me anyway is I can't help but wonder if they had been healthy going into the playoffs, would they be playing the Penguins right now? Well, that's the thing, you know, because, like, they, uh, the uh the Sens have, have consistently run into teams with a shambolic defenseman, defense, right? Ours was the walking wounded. Rangers are playing Dan Girardi and Mark Stahl for lots of minutes. And then I don't even know who the fuck's still alive on the Pens' defense, nor do I care because fuck the Pens. But, um... They have a dude from Maine, Dumoulin. Yeah, Dumoulin, uh, 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 who I always want to say Dumoulin, but Dumoulin. yes, yes, yes. Uh, he he is uh, he's there. I know that, and he was in the Foxborough League last year. Um, I believe Ali Mata had a good game yesterday, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, Latang's been out for the whole se- uh, for the whole playoffs, hasn't he? Basically. Yeah, he's he's been out for a long time, actually. Yeah. Yeah, so they're he, 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 he was shut down in February and had surgery in early March, I think. Oh, yeah. Uh, I thought he came back for a period and then, okay, well, I don't know. He's out. It doesn't really matter. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I have one question to ask you guys. Why do young players still want to go to the Rangers or relatively young players? Because you, you said that somebody said that, uh, that, that Shattenkirk will probably end up with the Rangers. I, yeah, I said that. Yeah. Everyone's assumed that. I'm not sure where they're going to find the money, but, you know. Just because I think, I think the mis- there's still that mystique of New York City. And 
uh, Madison Square Garden. I th- honestly think that's what it is. Oh, and Shattenkirk's from New York, isn't he? Yeah, I think. Something. I also I read that Shattenkirk is intrigued by Vegas. Ooh. He just wants to go to a big nightlife town. Shattenkirk in Vegas. I mean, my second team. I'd be okay with that. So the team's other needs. Sweeney, of course, talked about needing a backup backup goaltender. That said, I based on how Zane's been playing through the playoffs here in, in, in the P Bruins, I think I think Sweeney would be insane to sign someone. I think they just like roll the dice is like try really give a good run at Zane. He had some rough fucking luck, like you know, well like Dobby had until Cassidy took over. So it'd be insane to sign mm-hmm. someone. <laughs> there are elements of Zane's game that still scare the shit out of me, having seen Rebounds. him last night. Uh, yeah, and sometimes it's kind of like he'll be there and stuff will be going on behind him and you know that he can't possibly know what's going on. And he doesn't quite put his pads down in quite the right way when that stuff's happening. He's a little... He's not super aggressive, although he did come out of of the crease and out of the goal to make plays up the ice twice last night. It's kind of fun and exciting, but it's also kind of like, ah, let your defensemen do that. Or not too You know, hard. I mean, in a backup goaltender, what we want is someone who's going to start 20 to 25 games and win, and, and win 10 to 15 of those. Yeah. All right, so what are you going to do with Dobby? Bury him. Like, not literally, I mean in Providence. Um, <laughs> yeah, that we... We don't really want him to die. Yeah, I mean, no, you could give him I a mean, straw for air. <laughs> because, yeah, Dobby's he's got a 1.2 million cap hit, so you bury him, you carry the $250,000 hit from burying the first 950000 and call it a day. Yeah. Now, it does run into other entanglements, depending on what the team decides to do with Malcolm. Oh, yeah, Malcolm. Uh, you could end up suddenly with Dobby occupying space in Providence with Malcolm, and depending on whether they want Vladash in Providence rather than in Atlanta. That's how you say his name? Yeah. yeah. I don't know how, but that's how that, yeah. Wow. Where is, he, where is he from? Is he from Czech or Slovakia? Yeah, he's Czech, yeah. 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 The checks in the Slovaks—they do some funny things with some of those letters. I'm sure if you actually see it written in Czech, there's all sorts of crazy accents and so forth going. Diacritical marks, diacritical marks, and circumflexes and all those things. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I now I want to just call him Jordash. Just because it just sounds like it. It's like, oh, who's it? It's Jordash. I just love his name. His last name is that ridiculous, and his first name is just Dan. Yeah. <laughs> Dan. Dan. Bloodish. Well, who knows how that how his his real first name is? Because it's probably some form of Daniel, but it's probably Danash or something like that. Danash. 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 Well, you know how it is with those names. They're like certain names, and they're all pronounced a little bit differently all throughout Europe. You know. It's true. True. He looks kind of goofy. Did you guys hear that? Uh, elite hockey prospects has a pronunciation. Yes, do it. Daniel Bladash. Daniel Bladash. Daniel Bladash. Daniel Bladash. Yeah, I know I did, but that's why I heard it on uh, Three Amigos podcast. Uh, and it's like, it's like, what, what, what name are they saying? <laughs> Who is this new guy we got? <laughs> I still want to call him Vader. Like, the heck. I just want well, to call him Vader. Just... I want him to get a mask that looks Darth Vader. Go with the matte black va- mask, the, um, uh, the, re- the Martin Gerber approach. Yes. <laughs> I want him to do that. I want him to do that all the time. I want him to have a cape. Can he have a cape? 
Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's been a while since I've watched um, uh, the the Incredibles, but I recall capes being a problem. <laughs> okay. Oh God, damn it! I wanted I want a hockey player to wear a cape just because. <laughs> Honestly, that feels okay. like the sort of thing that if you asked P.K. Subban to do it, he would seriously consider it. I've told you what my idea is. In fact, is. it's probably part of his regular wardrobe if you went through enough pictures. <laughs> I know he had a fur coat. Oh, if they, he, would, he would definitely, if, if at the All-Star game they still did the shootout challenge, he would definitely pull out a cape for that. They need to bring that back because that four-line challenge was just fucking shit. I'd rather see guys take half-hearted attempts at breakaways for the fun of it, for the, the creativity of it. Mm-hmm. Gaudreau. Who was it with Gaudreau? Was it, was uh, uh, Gaudreau was the one that set his stick on fire, yeah. Yeah, no, but Gaudreau, it was like, uh, who was it? It was um, that guy from Philly, uh, Voracek, used Gaudreau as like his little kid to... <laughs> <laughs> because like, somebody was like, oh, I here's my son. I'm gonna have my son gonna go on the breakaway together. And then Voracek was like, ah, that guy, let's go. <laughs> You're there. You're small. Come here. <laughs> I guess the last other place that we're looking at what's going to happen now is uh, Wings. I like, uh, wings. Sauce. I like honey well. barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only one who ever Don't make me party. pull this car over. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I really like? I like the spicy Asian wings. They're really good. They're sweet. <laughs> With red pepper flakes. Okay, anyway. So yes. we're going to get Hosang is what you're saying. <laughs> I have nothing against Hosang. Sure. Okay, go ahead, Jeff. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> so, okay, um, assuming uh, Nick's right here, and I, I tend to agree with him, uh, I doubt we actually resigned Stafford. So that's uh, one wing position being vacated. Um, and then, of course, there's the, the matter of Jimmy Hayes and Matt Bolesky. Um mm. Jimmy Hayes, I'm pretty certain, has probably played his last uh, a Bruins game one way or the other. Whether he gets bought out or buried, I think is... Uh... So, there's that potential for a, 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 a sizable number of, of wing spouts open. Let's assume that, like, just right off the bat, we will assume the top line, of course, is Bergy, Marshy, Pasternak. The back line is um, uh, Nash, Achari, and Curley. Obviously, Krejci back is on the middle, on the second line, and then I'm guessing JFK, third line pivot. I'm assuming Spooner's away somehow as well, because I, there's no way they're bringing him back either. So um, we're looking at three spots, huh? So that leaves us with two two left, two third line wings and a second line left wing. Now that said, I, I think we still come back with Bolesky because I'm not sure how they get rid of him. And this is my thought on Bolesky. There's no way he can be that bad again. Look there's at no him. He, he had just come off two consecutive career seasons and then, and then laid that egg. Yeah, he has yeah. to. He, he's not going to be what he was the first year we saw, had him again. I don't think, but he's not going to be that. He's going to be. He's going to be better than he was. He's going right? to be recovered from the knee injury, presumably. Yeah, and Bleski, I, I struggle to see Bleski not coming back because I don't think they can. They, they they find a way to dispose of him. So we're looking really for a third line right wing and a second line left. I think both the at least one of those can be promoted from within. Based on recent play in Providence leading into the playoffs and now, I've seen a lot of noise talking about how we should realistically actually expect to see DeBrusque and Heinen given a good shot. Uh, and plus we have Solarek as well. Yeah, you know, DeBrusque has had a pretty good year in, in Providence, especially after it turns out he talked to his dad 
who I didn't know was a former player, but he had a conversation with his dad. His dad came down for a weekend, and then, boom, his play took off. Even Cassidy said on the one radio interview they listened to, because he did two, but I only listened to one, he said that he expected DeBrusque to make a challenge for the, the position. And, um... Yeah. Uh- Ludicky and Dantiano have been pretty clear that they think that's likely as well. And they've been saying good positive things about Heinen. Heinen, of course, didn't didn't impress in his first bit in Boston. He wasn't ready yet. It's it's that simple. It's fine. It was his, it's his first year. Exactly. Um and then he went down he went down, he was good good at first. He sort of went quiet for January, February, but then What has gotten into you, cat? So yeah, I mean, so we got those three guys who I think all could be realistically pushing. And while I don't think we could realistically say, oh, maybe a Gabriel or or Sinitian, no, they might make some noise in camp, but neither of them are making the team out of camp. So I don't think we need to concern ourselves with that. I think Sinitian, Sinitian, whatever his name is, I think he needs, that's exactly how I said his name multiple times last night. He needs to just stay down in Providence for right now. Yeah, okay, exactly. And, and Gabriel's probably in the same place. That's cool. That's that's okay. You know, granted, last night, you know, I went to see the the game two of the Eastern Conference Final last night, and and my scouting report is this: Sinishin, Sinishin, whatever his name is. There are some good things that he did, but you know, you can tell that he has just joined the team. Basically, he's raw. That's. It's what it is, right? Yeah. You know, I think it'll benefit him to be down in Providence and find his footing there. That's all. Someone yeah. else that I could think that could be kind of a, a wild card for the for a wing is whatever happens with Andrews Bjork. Well, yes, I was going to get to that too. Ooh, Bjork. Now, that said, something I read recently on uh, the Scouting Post, that's Kirk Ludicky's blog, which lately it's been all, all Domtiano all the time, but that's okay because he's good too. And he wrote something basically, it's like they were, they, the, he said the team was about to sign Bjork. And then Notre Dame went to the the, final, the Frozen Four, and then something changed. And in the past, those guys have sounded incredibly bullish on that the team was going to get him in in the folds. And I think this is something he wrote last week or the week before. He was sounding a lot, he was a lot cagier, a lot cagier, without details. Won't rule it out. Maybe he just, maybe, maybe it's possible. You know, he says points like Bjork, maybe just considering go back for his senior year so he's eligible for the, for, for the, to be on U.S. Olympic team. Mm-hmm. I heard that. Um, and then maybe sign after that. But again, there always runs to the issue is it, as you plod closer and closer to him finishing school. What could happen? I, and you know the team's been promising. It's basically promised him from what we can, what we've heard. He'll be on a almost guaranteed spot for on the big club. So it's not about playing time. He's not looking at a deep at a, at a deep system and saying, "Oh, when am I going to get through?" If you're if they're if they're promising, he'll jump the line. So I don't know what to expect. I'm just sort of repeating things I've read and heard. Well, uh, I heard that his coach at Notre Dame said that. He had not heard anything about, like, Anders Bjork not wanting to go to the Bruins. You know, that it was either a matter of going to the Olympics or just staying to complete his his career at Notre Dame. And I'll be honest with you, if I were in his shoes, I'd almost want to finish up at Notre Dame. Why not? I think that's an important family thing for him. You know, that seems to be what his family does. And I think, wasn't it his... I was gonna, his brother, brother just committed just committed there, I think, right? Right, I, I think it's... Oh, he's staying. He's got other things going on there, too. Like, he's got that, that, that classroom he volunteers in and stuff as well. So I can understand him wanting to hold on to that for another year, too. But Yeah, you know, Notre Dame is... There's a certain kind of student who goes there. My favorite all-time football player went to Notre Dame. 
Joe Montana. Hey. Uh, yeah, yeah. He went there for, uh, I think he did five years because he did football and he redshirted as a freshman and all that stuff. But there's like a commitment that you do to that. It's a Catholic university. You do all of the things that are involved with that. And I think it's just his his father went there, right? It's It figures prominently in their family. So why not finish your career there and you'll have a spot with the Bruins when you're done. I don't he think he's going to pull a, a BC. Again, I think even a year out, they're still going to be able to say, hey, you've got this spot, right? Like, say, for example, Bleski isn't better. Suddenly, we're still short of left. We're still short of functional left wing, so there'll still be a place for him conceivably. Or I, say, DeBrusque or Solaric doesn't stick. Yeah, there's. In this case, I totally support his decision if he wants to stay at Notre Dame, and if it's like he wants to stay at Notre Dame and he wants to commit, uh, comp- compete at the Olympics, good for him. He'll have a spot waiting for him when he when he's ready. Good. He's got to make the decisions for himself. These yeah, I can't. You know, here's the thing too: is the Bruins believed in him enough to draft him, right? Mm-hmm. And he's gone out and, and proven them right. This is sort of relevant because this was sort of some, this was something that um, uh, Kirk Ludicky brought up after we didn't get Jimmy Vesey. Uh, he sort of suggested the possibility that Vesey was a bit burned, felt burned by the Bruins because they cast up, passed over him. You know, Vesey was drafted his second year of eligibility in the draft. So Bruce draft passed over him an entire year, and then he still made it to the third round before someone picked him his second year of eligibility. So the point is, is that there's a lot, and 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 Ludicky makes a strong argument that for a lot of players, a team believing in you is very important. Um, and for someone that we picked up in the fifth round, no one else was looking at was looking at him there, and it's been consent consensus that it was a steal of a pick. I think that means a lot. You know, Jamie Vesey can feel that way, but how much is he kicking himself right now that he's not with Nashville? He could have had oh, a top yeah. six spot. Ugh. Yeah. I think that was a dumb move, Vesey. So from now on, a Vesey means, like, you go from a team that picked you, that you could have had a nice spot, but you went with the Rangers. Fuck you, Vesey. <laughs> and here's the thing. Vesey didn't have a good rookie year. He started oh. hot and then, dis- and then disappeared from, like, November on. <laughs> But that's what happens in the first year is that you, you turn out to be really great for a little bit and then you suck. Or you suck in the beginning and then you turn out to be really great. I mean, come on, face it. Even Carlo hit a brick wall oh. at some point. Because he's so, also four years older than him. Five years older than him. And that's why Brandon Carlo is fucking awesome. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Even though they play. Yeah, and, and, yeah, and plays an easier position because he's just a fucking winger. <laughs> right! That's why I play wing. <laughs> Give Carlo the cover. <laughs> Sorry, he's not even nominated for it. It's all fucking wingers and uh, forwards and shit, isn't it? Well, after the announce, we'll see the actual voting list and see where he fell, though. So he would have gotten votes, right? That's just the three finalists we've seen. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, honestly, you know, the, the best argument that I heard was on Puck Soup where they just said, oh, well, Matt Murray should should be a finalist because goalie is way harder than playing defense. And defense is harder than playing wing and all that stuff. So I, I don't really care. Those things don't really matter to me. I mean, it's, it's fun, you know. Man, I just love watching Tuca right now because she is just like, she's like a, she's like Jaws. Like a spider monkey. <laughs> she if I'm going to come at you like a spider monkey. What's that from? Uh, Talladega Nights. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, yep, 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 yep. I vaguely remember that now. Basically, yeah. There's, there's no one... The only person I want to sign, the Bruins to sign, just because I irrationally like him, is Patrick Marlowe. Throw him on defense. Why not? 
Actually, you know, here's the thing. Um, if he could be reasonably aff- reasonably affordable, that's not an awful idea. He's How old 37. is he? 37? Yeah. Yeah. But you don't, I mean, yeah, it depends on what he wants, right? I would never give him more than, like, two years at low money. Um, it's not going to happen. The only team he's going to sign low money, I would suspect, would be the Sharks. Yeah. I just think that Thornton and Marler are going to end up with the Sharks. I think they're both going to sign low dollar for the Sharks. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. both, they both are, are too much there. I think they're committed to it. Why not? I, I, I have no... I have no argument against it. I, I, don't, I think it's a fine idea. Sure. I don't think their window's closed. I just think that it just... Those two need to, Yeah. And the two of them need to be cheaper so they can do make improvements elsewhere. And oh my god, Thornton, he fucking wrecked his knee. Yeah, he, he was playing on... He, he was playing on, like, his leg was duct taped onto his leg, basically. Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. it's like... Look, he'll bounce back from that, or he'll be good enough when he comes back from it, because you don't really need him to be the fastest guy. You just need him to be able to use a stick. If the Sharks sign them for, like, three and four million, respectively, for, like, two years, well, that's, they're in a fucking good place then. Yeah, yeah, so it's fine. It's fine. I, the only prediction I saw was Marlowe going to the Vegas Golden Knights. It was three and thirteen and a half, which I wouldn't do. You. I almost, but if you're Vegas, I mean, why not? I almost want Tim to just, for the next episode, which will be presumably on Sunday, I want Tim to come up with his dream Vegas team. Oh my gosh. How much fun would you have with that? Quite a bit. I mean, don't be unrealistic and pick players who aren't going to go there, obviously. But your dream player, based on like free agents and people who could be offered up on the, the expansion draft. I'm kind of excited about the expansion draft because, A, I've never seen one. B, I don't really quite fully understand it. I'm going to, before we actually really talk about it, I'm going to do some research and and really try to understand it as much as I can. And if I don't understand it that well, I'm going to talk to someone who does understand it. (laughs) They also, actually, Vegas. You weren't paying any attention, you jerk. <laughs> Vegas also did pick their um, AHL team. They signed a deal with the Chicago Wolves, I think. That is so bizarre to me. Which is interesting because it means some um, St. Louis now doesn't actually have an official affiliate now. You know no, what that means? Bring kind back of. the Pirates. But but the but the, but the Chicago Wolves are mostly the Golden Knights affiliate. So St. Louis is the one likely to lend players to other AHL teams as well. Bring back the Pirates. It's 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 only because they don't. My have guess is there'll can... be an AHL expansion in a year. Yeah, and I, I would actually bet Kansas City. So does does that mean Just that because I know the NBA before in their D League, their development league, had like t- two different NBA teams could pull into a D League team. However, only a certain amount of spots were set for one team and a certain amount were set for another. Do they have like a certain amount that can go? I don't know the details on that t- to that degree, but um, like remember, you can always lend players elsewhere. Um, it was it last year? Jeremy Smith played most of the season with the with Iowa, the Iowa, Iowa Wild, still yeah. Bruins property the entire time. Yeah, and he came back to the P Bruins in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. And like, hey, we want him back. <laughs> okay. Well, why not lend him? It's Iowa. Time. They wouldn't notice the difference. Hey, my yeah. uncle would. No, because it wasn't he spent, Yeah, that's true. So, did we talk about who they should keep? Everyone. Almost. Oh, we said get rid of everyone. So, all the free agent guys. Well, all the the, the UFAs. We have we have a whole whack of RFAs. 
Yeah. Yeah, obviously, we haven't talked obviously, about it. Obviously, re-signing Pasta and Chari. I think Moro can uh, dump the door, hit you with the good Lord's Blitch here. Spooner, they're going to trade his rights. There's no way they're not. So Tim Schaller's really the only... Keep him. He's a scientist. Um, I can't imagine he would be... I think he would want to stay. He'd be such a... He's a great for 13th forward. He's a plug-and-play guy. I love Dr. Schaller. He'd, he'd stay cheap. Yeah, I, I want to keep a Chari. I mean, I think that goes without saying. I was just, you know... I, I had a math penciled into roster. I'd even forgotten he was an RFA until I just checked again. Yeah, I keep forgetting about it too. I just keep thinking that Chari, he has to stay. He's from Rhode Island. Fun. Well, I think they want him on that fourth line though, because that fourth line played really well with him. That fourth oh, line was so fun and exciting. I, I, I'm excited for a full season of that uh, of, of that fourth line. Oh man, I, I love me some Riley Nash on that fourth line. I love seeing the bowling ball that can actually start scoring and Corrali. That's he's got good. some fucking jam him too. So yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's it's gonna be fun to. See. I I really especially love the idea of. Seeing Achari and Corelli on the same line. So, Curly, whatever his name is. Incidentally, there are some other RFAs down in Providence, of course. One of those, some of them are like Colton Hargrove and Linus Arneson. Tommy Cross, I think. <laughs> no, Tommy Cross is UFA now. Oh, is he? Um, yeah. Um, uh, the others are others are um, uh, well, Zane and Malcolm both would need to be resigned. Um, Zane for sure. I'm not. I have no idea what the team's going to do about Malcolm at this point. Uh, Malcolm, Malcolm's situation breaks my heart. It really does because I've seen him have some really great games, and then I've seen him play very poorly. He was finally putting I'm, it together before he took that puck to the throat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's just so sad. It really is. And I want him to develop his game and find it. But I just don't know if that's going to happen. It looks like Zane might leapfrog him and stuff. And it, it just makes me really sad. That's all. It's kind of, it just kind of leaves like- you wondering what if. It's it's sort of like the Brian Furlan yeah. saga, which is also so upsetting because Brian really Furlan, is. when he was in, was fun. Yeah, he's a fun player. I've seen him <laughs> have really good games too, and then I've seen him not be able to play because I mean, he has the concussion issue. Yeah, and then um, the other RFA that we almost certainly are going to resign, and I completely forgot to count in while accounting for our uh, big team forward moves, is Austin Zarnick is a RFA. <sighs> oh. You know, Austin Zarnick, I really want him to figure out the big game. Because down in Providence, he looks so good. He really can. He's got a lot of speed. You know, um, he can win face-offs. He can, you know, just get down. Uh, now, keep in mind, last night he didn't score or anything. Last night belonged to Jordan Schwartz. Uh, Schwartzy, whatever his name is. Um, Archie Schwartzy. Yeah, he scored two goals, Sweet. including the uh, overtime winner. So, but, uh, you know, it's like Austin Zarnick, he, he's tiny and he has a. <laughs> he's 5'9, 160 pounds. Um, <laughs> so he he's won. very small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I want him to to find his game at a bigger level, uh, at the, 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 <laughs> the, the, the big B's level, but I don't know. I don't know. I mean,. Obviously, they're going to re-sign him probably to a one-year, two-way again, similar to what we had uh, Griffith on before Griffith went away. Yeah, I mean, he has. there's a lot of things about him that scream the high possibility of him being a, a classic uh, quadruple-A player. Mm-hmm. You know, like, say, oh, like Seth Griffith, for example. Looks like he's definitely better than Seth Griffith is. Man, I wonder now, though, like, thinking about all, like, the wings that they have that kind of are kind of close to kind of contributing to the big club, maybe they just really do do nothing. It, this offseason, this could be a pretty, like, yeah, they want to get a, a left-shot defenseman. Yeah, they need a backup goaltender, but could promote Zane. There's just, it seems like there's going to be a lot of promoting this year. There's a lot of possibilities. I, I suspect there'll be a camp invite or two. 
mm-hmm. just in case the guys come to camp and don't look ready. But I mean, this is sort of what what Sweeney's been building to, right? Is um, is having all now all now all the seeds that he's planted, or both from the last dra- from the last Chiarelli draft and more recently, are all starting to come to fruition, right? Like they're all they're all going to be pro this year, just about all, with a couple except with, with very few exceptions. Just yeah, I think it's it's it's, it's what he's been building to. Um, now I'm, some people would scream, would freak out, it's like no, that's not what he's doing. He signed he signed the the back his contract. Like yes, okay, the back his contract is what it is. That's all I'm saying. I love David. <laughs> You will not get your back as bathrobe if you say anything bad. I I I have nothing bad to say about David Backus. Is the the contract is still suspect. That's all, and that has very little to do with him. Of course, he signed it because he was given the contract. He was offered it. But yeah. So anyway, I think yeah, we're just sort of we've been in a couple transition years. We made the playoffs again, and a lot of our guys are going to start shuffling into the into the lineup going forward. I think I think we're actually going to see the sheet of the Sweeney plan start to pay off. And I think a lot of hockey Twitter is going to feel stupid afterwards, but they're not going to admit it because they're hockey Twitter. Are you trying Sweeney! to kiss me? Sweeney! <laughs> I thought Nick was leaning in to give me a kiss because I was sad that all hey. my beer's gone. Hey, 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 come here. Come here, Sweeney. Sweeney, kiss. <laughs> 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 we talked all those winger stuff. I completely yeah. forgot about Frank Vitrano. Oh my god! Oh, Frankie V. They're they're not they're not signing anyone. There's no. Yeah, way. I completely forgot about Frank Vitrano. They're they're still gonna give him another run at Craigie's wing. I, I Craigie's left wing. I'm sure. So. Well, I was gonna say you thought you forgot about Frankie Vitrano because after like the first month that he came back. It was easy to forget about him. Yeah, I think Vetrano forgot about himself as well. Missing that first part of the season just completely threw him off because I think everyone, himself included, was all primed for him to have a breakout year. And I think he still has it in him, right? He generates the shots. He's got the hustle. It's just something was off. Well, Going into the season fully healthy will help, I he, think. He yeah. should be glad that Claude's not here anymore because I don't think Cassidy's going to hold him to that. Hey, why don't you do some defensive stuff? You know? Oh, I mean, Cassidy was clearly doing that to Ryan Spooner, but then again, Spooner, different position. Different Spooner position was Cass- center. That's, yes, that's exactly. a huge difference, yeah. It is a big difference, and also Cassidy's worked a lot more with Spooner than he oh. did with Frankie B. Yeah, they're going to stick a fork in Spooner, and he's gone. Like, <laughs> Cassidy... Uh, spork in him. It'll be a spork. Yeah, it should have been a spork. Yeah, it, it, the truth is, is that Cassidy knows exactly what he's got with Spooner. And and he did say that the reason why he decided not to play him in those playoff games was we're not getting many power play opportunities. And that's where Ryan is really useful. Yep. And, and honestly, JFK being at center, third line, and then Achari. I mean, you, you, there's no room for Spoon. Considering JFK is supposed to be a, a Bergy light as well, the way everyone talks about it. So obviously, we this team's going to look a lot different. I think we all think that Spooner's going to be gone. There's a lot of spots where young guys can come up and try to take them if they want to. Bunch of youths, yeah. Yep, I'm trying not to say rookies. Rabble rousers. Young guys. Dudes. I'm excited to see what the defense is going to look like next year. Yeah. Because, you know, it was a lot better than I expected it to be this year. Well, it's just it because we, 
at present have uh, five right shot D on the NHL roster going into next year. I told you I'm a left shot. <laughs> I'm very excited about a full year of Charlie McAvoy. Yeah, yeah. Having um, McAvoy and, Car- and Carlo on the team at the same time. Well, you know where my heart's going to be. I know, I know. But like, oh, it, I knew it's like I Carlo Krug, a, a Carlo Krug pairing. Actually, the possibility of that makes me rather excited, to be perfectly honest. Carlo Krug, Charo McAvoy, yeah, Miller, and I mean someone. Miller squared is, is is lovely. I frank to be perfectly frank, but you know. Can I just be? Can I be honest here? Yeah, I, I mean, the, yeah. The 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 idea of Adam McQuaid going away kind of makes me sad. Yeah. This is only my. I think I'm going into a fifth year of Bruins fandom. So every year I get somebody stripped away of that original setup. It it kind of hurts a little bit because I, I'm not used to it. I've been honest. I, I told you my, my really attentive fandom didn't start till the cup year. And the increasingly small number of cup team roster players has been... Uh, Look, I, I understand. Adam Reed is is a certain kind of player, and it's probably not the player that you want. He's better at blocking shots than probably anything else. It's not really a guy who's going to move the puck up the ice. He's going to give you way more delay of game in penalties than uh, you want. He ends up getting he a, injured. He, he had a really good season. He Full did. Stop. He had a really good season by not even just Adam McQuaid standards, but at the same time, you look at this list of defensemen. Mm, I know. And you shed someone, it's hard to make a case to yourself that it's anyone besides him. Especially with the contract. that It's it's him coupled with the contract, which unfairly so. He's, he, it's not his fault that they offered it to him and stuff. But I think the combination of the two things, I mean, he's got to be out. And, and here's the thing, the team's not going to dump him. He's going to get taken in. Exp- he's, he's probably out goes in expansion. So that's different because he's not leaving as the team wants him to go. He's not leaving because he wants to go. It's just the course of things. I know. It's the one part of hockey that I'm I, I'm not prepared for. I'm not very good at. I'm a little bit more of a, I want my people to stay all the time, even if I don't really like them all that much. I mean, you're coming from a sport where contract where contracts aren't guaranteed. So you have, you, you, you're used to football where I would assume it's more volatile in this regard. Yeah, well, it's volatile yeah. in the respect that you know when a player signs a contract, you're like, that's not going to stick. This is just for this year. And then there, but there are lots of players that you like, but you're like, well, if they move on, I'm okay. But you know, it's one of those things where if like the Patriots had decided in '09 to move on from Brady because he had a knee injury the year before, and they said, well, you know, we don't know how he's going to come back from it, and he's probably going to suck, so let's just move him. That would have been devastating. You know what I mean? I mean, this year it's like uh, we have uh, Malcolm Butler. There was the threat of his going to the Saints, and they tried to work out a deal, and then when it come came down to it, they were going to assign trade, and that is virtually unheard of in the NFL. But the reality is, is that it's like, oh, well, if that's what... Look, I can't blame him for wanting the money. That's what it comes down to in football. I can always like rash, make some rationalization about and, it where it's like, you know, Malcolm Butler deserves to get paid. That's fine and with the me. Thing, and the thing with football, too, is the money that you have to pay attention to is not like the big contract. It's how much of it's guaranteed. Guaranteed. Because what a lot of NFL, what well, smarter NFL GMs will do is they'll sign a player to a six-year deal worth a big amount of money, but say half of it's guaranteed, and that half guarantee gets done within the first three years of the contract. So at the last three, you can kind of cut them in, no strings attached, basically. 
Right, right. Yeah, so it's it's a little bit different. In, in, in NHL, it's like it's always guaranteed contracts, basically, and you just move on to someplace else. And it's just hard. There's a lot of movement from year to year. Same with baseball. Really, so I'm just not quite used to it. Um, in football, there's a different way of doing it. But anyway. All right, so, so we've touched basically a little Everything. bit on what's going on. Yeah, I, I mean, we can get into more in-depth discussion on things in the, the coming weeks. There is... Believe it or not, I have essentially some kind of schedule, I think, of what's going on. Yeah, believe it. I got some stuff written down. It's all upside down. But uh, I have it. So this is where it gets weird because I don't really know how to do this. I have no idea if anybody's watching any of the final games or the whatever games. You guys haven't seen. I haven't been. I'll probably jump back in in the finals as long as it isn't something awful. As long as Nashville's in it, I'll be okay. Because that's the only team that I really want to win at this point. Uh, Nashville Penn's final would probably be fun. A lot of fun. Like, nonstop. So, I'll, I'll watch that. <laughs> uh, yeah, Nashville. Um, even though I picked something different in my uh, my playoff picks. I'd completely uh, forgotten I did those because mine just went catastrophically upside down instantly. Yeah, let's not talk about my picks. <laughs> I'm, yeah. still, I'm still in it still in it but i don't if i if the ducks lose i don't really give a shit and then i'm out of it <laughs> they're losing um, right now oh the ducks excellent um no i i'd rather you know what i i saved all my heart picks for the uh, bruins and not for the preds and uh that's just how my allegiances go and if the preds get into the finals which are final which i hope they do that's great. And if they beat whoever else is in the final, that's awesome too. I like it. That's cool with me. I guess you can take us out, Timmy. Word. 